0: Good morning. It is Thursday, August eighth. The Orioles are off tonight. And boy do they need it. I feel like the topic of my podcast lately has been, hey, these Orioles are having fun. And we we talk about we had the cart boys at the beginning of the season. We had a glimpse of that again over the weekend or earlier this week when uh was it Ashelman who got his first win and they uh had a party. Well, Yankees came to town, Yankees continued to win, and all that fun (laughs) left the clubhouse. And we'll get to that in segment two, because I told you guys, segment one, I wanted to talk about some of these former Orioles that left. Now the crazy thing is, I should be saving this for Friday's show, but I want to talk about it now, because I told you guys I would, because it's kind of hilarious when you think about... The Orioles that we fell in love with, you know, the Buck Showalter, I like our guys. So when you think of those guys, and you look up some of those guys now, oh, it's tough. So let's talk about them. Let's talk about some of the guys who left last year. And we'll get the big big one out of the way. Manny Machado, he's doing fine out in San Diego. He's batting 274, 26 home runs. He's got a 3.0 war. All right, Machado's better than anyone we've, we have on this team. Machado is having a fine season. How about his boy, Jonathan Scope? We know he had a horrible uh, second half last year after being traded. How's he doing this year? A 1.1 war, 253 batting average, 16 home runs. So, okay, nothing real special. Adam Jones is in Arizona with a one war. 268 batting average, and 13 home runs. Um, we've got guys in Baltimore now that are better than Adam Jones is right now. And it's tough to say that because I would still like to have Adam Jones in right field for the Orioles. Yeah, maybe even center field for the Orioles. But at least he still gets to play. Then, Then, if you want to look at where things get... Ugly. There's a couple ways. We can look at Tim Beckham, who's now part of the Seattle Mariners. Well, he just got suspended on Tuesday for 80 games for a drug test. But if you want to look at all the Dan Duquette trades, do you remember the one that upset us the most? That was just annoying? That would be the trade with trades, I should say, because it was really in two trades but it was the trades with the Atlanta Braves because it, they were just straight salary dumps. And they were getting us international slot money and stuff because, hey, we all thought we were going to get Victor Victor Mesa, and we all know how that turned out. Never really in the running for Victor Victor. But let's look at those guys. So the first trade was Brad Brock, who was tr- and he got let go. Picked up by the Cubs. On Saturday, the Cubs DFA'd him. Then we can look at Kevin Gaussman. If you remember, we traded Kevin Gaussman and Darren O'Day down to the Braves in a group out and that really looked like a really big salary dump. We got some prospects back. Uh, one of the prospects is a pitcher that's doing pretty good in the minor leagues. But anyway, Kevin Gaussman was DFA'd on Monday by the Braves picked up by the Cincinnati Reds. So we'll see what happens with Gosman. but not a good season from Gosman, And his trade partner, Darren O'Day, if you remember, he was hurt when we traded him to the Braves. He hasn't pitched for the Braves yet because he is still hurt. I think they're hoping he'll come back at the end of the season to help him out, but uh, not good. So you know what? Gaussman, Brock, O'Day... Beckham, Jones, Scope. All those guys, we're fine without them. I mean, we're not fine. No matter what you say, Orioles aren't fine. But uh, maybe it was a good move by Dan Duquette to dump those guys because we at least got something for them where all these other teams aren't getting anything out of these guys. Oh, and one more fun one. Chris Tillman, if you remember, he refused to go to Norfolk Last year and the last season. So uh, he was released and the Rangers signed him to a minor league deal last August. I checked. I googled. I checked on Twitter. I can't find any sign of Chris Thelman. I don't know what he's doing. But that can't be good. So none of those guys matter. We can say goodbye to those former Orioles. We loved them when they were Orioles, we loved them in those 2012-2016 to years, but it all has to end at some time, and it seems like it's ending for those guys. And speaking of things that suck, and taking all the fun away from baseball, let's talk about last night's game in one moment. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. You know, my theme has been fun baseball. And last night was not fun. But there was one more fun announcement yesterday that I thought, oh, this is fitting. Before I watched the Orioles game. (laughs) Is that Major League Baseball announced that the Orioles and the Red Sox will play in the Little League Classic in Williamsport next year. I think that game's held in August. Uh, And that's just fun. You play in a minor league ballpark. Uh, that only holds three thousand. I believe that they try to get make all three thousand seats like little league teams, so that 's just a cool experience and that 's fun baseball so there's there 's your fun for the day. That was the only fun from yesterday. The Orioles lost fourteen to two. The Yankees hit five more home runs off of the Orioles. Uh, the Yankees have beaten the Orioles not once, not twice but Every time they've came to Baltimore this season, John Means pitched 3.2 innings, gave up four runs. Castro went 1.1, gave up two runs. Scott Taylor, Taylor Scott, sorry, uh, came in for .1 of an inning. He got one out, but he gave up four runs. Tom Esherman came in for 2.2 innings, gave up three runs. And then David Hess, who was optioned shortly after the game, came in for one inning and gave up one run. But you know what? As ugly as all that is, that's not the ugliest part of last night's game. If you weren't watching, in the fifth inning, things got interesting. Because the massing cameras caught Chris Davis a little upset. So apparently Chris Davis came back to the dugout. Brandon Hyde made some type of comment. And then Chris Davis tried to go after Brandon Hyde. He was held back by Mark Trumbo, Jonathan Villar, and Don Long. And I don't know what Brandon Hyde said. Even in the postgame, Brandon Hyde said he wasn't going to address it. He was just looking forward to the next series with Houston this weekend. Uh, Mark Trumbo, for me, that, that the news was that Mark Trumbo is alive, that he was there. Uh, I heard that he may, <laughs> there is concern that he may have strained something holding back Chris Davis. So, I mean, Mark Trumbo is not going to play this year. So it's okay. But uh it's interesting that it takes a 14 to to at that 14 to 2 loss for Brandon Hyde to finally lose his patience with Chris Davis and make some comment after everything that we have gone through this season. It's just weird timing. So after that, Davis was then pulled from the game and uh but he was pulled from the game after the confrontation, not before. So that's not why he was upset. We don't know why he was upset. Some people are speculating it was a lack of hustle from Davis out there. But nobody knows except for the guys in that dugout. Trumbo was asked about it. They asked Brendan Hyde about it. He avoided, said he wasn't going to talk about it. Chris Davis was nowhere to be found in the locker room. Uh, They asked Mark Trumbo about it, and Mark Trumbo says that that type of stuff happens all the time during the season, that it's just normally not caught by cameras. But I don't know if it happens that often, where the manager is so scared of the player that he runs down the dugout stairs and into the locker room. I don't think it quite happens that much. I've never seen three guys hold him back. Unless that's something that happens like in the clubhouse, away from the cameras, maybe. But I don't know. I've been talking a lot about how the Orioles just seem to be having fun, even with all the losing. But I guess there's a whole lot of frustration going on as well. And the problem is, it doesn't get any easier this weekend. The Orioles have off tonight. Then they host the Houston Astros, who, if you haven't noticed, are a pretty good baseball team. They come to town for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, don't forget, Friday night is at 8 9 throwback. You can get $89 and a Why Not t-shirt and celebrate a little Why Not reunion. I hope they're playing all that music in the park. Uh, I think I will find a way to play that music on Friday's episode of 336 Daily. But guess what? After the Houston Astros series, we go to New York to face the Yankees for not one, not two, not three. But four games. We have a doubleheader on Monday, and then we still stay in town for Tuesday or Wednesday. So, um, I know a lot of you guys were upset that we were winning baseball games, and that was pulling us out of the cellar. Yeah, this is going to be a tough time that we're probably going to end up heading right back down to that cellar. So, enjoy your day today. Enjoy that the Yankees cannot hit any home runs off the Orioles today.